Hi, this is Elizabeth Smith McCrossin, your MLA for Cumberland North. Today is Monday, March the 21st, and I'm happy to provide you with my weekly constituency MLA update for Cumberland North. My mission as Cumberland North's MLA is to help rebuild Cumberland North together with you, building on a foundation of truth and justice, determination and dedication, servant leadership, honesty, and empowering all people, every single person. Together, you and I can build on the pillars of healthcare, poverty reduction, caring for our Mother Earth, and entrepreneurship and business. Last week in politics was busy and productive here in Cumberland North. I received hundreds of messages through email, phone, Facebook, ranging in many topics from washed out roads, potholes, problems with access to healthcare services, lack of available housing for individuals as well as families, and so many more topics. Many people contact me to look for ways to help to solve problems uh, involving many issues, and my staff and I are here to serve you, and we will always strive to help in any way possible. Some topics require legislative change, and that is my role as member of the Legislative Assembly here in Nova Scotia to work on presenting new legislation ideas as well as amending existing legislation, while some other issues require societal and culture big change. Almost every issue requires education and some common sense. Those of you that listen to me every week know that I believe in never giving up and working together for a better future for you. Regardless of the barriers, roadblocks, and problems, I always believe a lot of hard work, strength of spirit, determination, dedication, and faith in you, the people, will move us forward in the right direction. So I need you, yes you, you that are listening, to help me and others to keep the faith and keep working to build a better tomorrow. The fact is, we each have different gifts and talents and abilities, and when we all work to the best of our abilities and work to make improvements, I believe together we can make a difference for the better. And we must never stop believing that. So last week as your MLA, I worked to prepare for the spring session of the legislature, which starts this Thursday, March the 24th. Preparing for the legislature involves many weeks and months, involves of reading and preparing uh, legislation, involves preparing member statements and preparing for question period, all to best represent the people of Cumberland North. Last week, I also had several meetings with constituents on various issues. One of the most encouraging meetings that I held last week was with a person who recently retired. This person contacted me a couple of weeks ago to see how could they help our community and would I be willing to allow them to volunteer for me. So we met and we discussed their background and their skill set. And now this person is working to compile all the things available for seniors in our communities. For this person really feels that there's not enough available for seniors in our communities. So she is going to compile a list of everything that is currently available. And we will endeavor to share this information as best we can for anyone who's interested. So once this information is compiled, we will share it through CFTA 107.9. We'll share it through our social media, such as Facebook and Twitter. 
We'll also share it through emails and every way possible. The fact is every person is valuable, every single person, including persons that are identified as seniors. And sometimes seniors feel overlooked and, and some people have shared that with me. Some seniors feel undervalued in our Canadian society and that does need to change. As we age, the fact is we gain experience, knowledge and wisdom that can be shared with our younger generation. And valuing our seniors is so important and I look forward to sharing that the results of what this volunteer uh, will gather and looking forward to, to sharing that information with our community and with you. Last week I also spoke uh, on another radio show 95.7 in Halifax with City News and talked to Todd Vino about the price of gas and diesel and oil and the, the need for both federal and provincial governments to change the taxation to bring some financial relief. I know that many people are suffering due to the high, high fuel costs and some people simply cannot afford to heat their homes. It's uh, heartbreaking really as MLA when people come to me to say that they literally have no heat in their homes. Others have to travel for work and cannot afford to due to the high price of gas. I have truckers with high, high stress levels due to the increased cost of diesel and the need to increase their uh, transportation costs. So last week I spoke to Todd Vino with 95.7 about the ability of governments to lower tax, especially HST, harmonized sale tax. HST is taxed not only on the commodity price of fuel, but also the federal, provincial and carbon taxes. So that's tax on tax and that should not be allowable and must change and I will be calling on both levels of government to do so. Last week in the works a social enterprise held its very first annual general meeting. If you're interested in helping young people get back on their feet while recovering from addictions and or mental illness please reach out to this organization and my office has the contact for in the works a social enterprise. We're looking for business owners who would be willing to partner. We're looking for volunteers. We're looking for people that might want to help renovate the building beside the credit union. I do want to say a special thank you to the credit union of Cumberland Colchester. The fact is the credit union is really one of the only true local banking institutions where decisions are made regarding financing locally. And I do want to say thank you to the credit union who has worked uh, in partnership with many community organizations, including in the works, the social enterprise to help our youth. So thank you so much to a, a credit union. And I hope that uh, if you're able to support them as a business that you're able to do so. The fact is we all need to help support our youth through and can do so through mentorship and support and this in the works social enterprise is just one way of doing so. Last week I also had a visit from just an incredibly dynamic woman named Gladys Riley and she did give me permission to share this. So she was simply a star in my week last week. She's a firecracker. Those of you that know her know that that is to be true. She's 92 years young and full of vim and vigor. 
And I know that many of you listening today are just like Gladys. And I encourage you all to know that you are needed and valued in our communities here in Cumberland North and beyond. You inspire us and you give us hope. Gladys is just simply amazing. And I hope that she has many more years to um, celebrate her life and live here in our community of Cumberland in Amherst. Last week, I attended a birthday celebration for veteran Russell Clark. He turned 98 years old last week. And several of us met at the Amherst Armories to celebrate and honor Russell last week. Some of my proudest moments as MLA are at the Amherst Armories with veterans like Russell Clark. So happy birthday, Russell. Last week, I was pleased to meet with County Councilor Fred Gould. Fred and I have shared many shared priorities for the people here and meet regularly to update one another on our work. And together, I believe we can get more done. Some of the priorities, but not all, include things like improving LaPlante Street entrance, improving accessibility to the hospital via a bridge or sidewalk, improving off-highway vehicle trails and access, increasing healthy water supply to local residents, expansion of the industrial park, and more. Many things take a long time to accomplish, and it can be incredibly challenging and frustrating to go from um, being a business owner where you can tend to make decisions on your own and get things done quickly to being in government where to get create change uh, creates policy changes and involves a lot of collaboration and, and a lot of work but I do believe with people like Fred Gould and other just incredible counselors that we have serving for us at the municipal level we will continue to see positive change here in our communities Last week, I would say some of the best news that we received was uh, the release of the study on the Chignecto Isthmus. And those of you that have been listening will know that, that our Member of Parliament, Dr. Stephen Ellis, and I have been calling on the release for this study now for a few months. So we were very pleased to finally see the release of this study last Friday. If you're interested in, in reading this, whether it's the summary or the full study, you can uh, find that information on my Facebook site. Um, also, I will be emailing out the links as well later today in my, in, my daily e in my weekly email release. So the ministers responsible uh, for the repair and protection of the Chignecto Isthmus from both Nova Scotia and New Brunswick, so that would be Minister Jill Green as well as Minister Kim Maslin from here in Nova Scotia, spoke about the study results in a press conference on Friday. In brief, the study had 10 possible solutions for protection of the isthmus from rising sea levels, and the ministers are considering three of the recommendations. So those three include building the dikes higher, uh, it's a basically building them higher 2.1 meters, as well as the, the second idea was building new dikes um, in front of or behind the existing dikes or building the existing dikes higher along with reinforcement with steel. So the timeline shared uh, is concerning to me and others which would not see the work finished for a minimum of 10 years and construction would not actually start for at least five years. So my recommendations after reading the information, reading the study, 
and after the press conference includes building the dikes higher now, not in five to ten years, shorten the timeline to get the work done. And I do believe there does need to be a sense of urgency. I will say I was incredibly encouraged to see comments from uh, the Member of Parliament, Dominique LeBlanc, from southern New Brunswick. He also shared my comments of trying to get more expediency and the need to get the work done um, fairly quickly. And he also gave reassurance that the federal government would be on board to help uh, to cover the costs of the protection of the Shignecto Isthmus. So that was uh, great to see, and I look forward to seeing that uh, commitment come from the federal government. I also believe we need to create a project management team for the Shignecto Isthmus that includes Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, and the federal government. Up to this point, the province of New Brunswick have led most of the work, and they really do only have a very small team doing this work. Uh, in the fall, I tabled a piece of legislation in, in the Nova Scotia uh, legislature called the Shignecto Isthmus Act. Unfortunately, Premier Houston's government did not pass that bill, but I am hoping that they will take a closer look at that now. And in that bill, I recommended the formation of a task force between the two provinces and the federal government that also included important stakeholders like CN, uh, Canadian National Railway, as well as Nova Scotia Power, as well as the Acadian and, and Indigenous communities, and working together as a strong team. And we definitely need uh, to see some strong leadership with a project of this size. We need to get the job done, and we need to get it done sooner than later. So I will continue to work with those involved and pushing this, uh, making sure that it's a priority and making sure that it's um, not pushed under... Um, on people's desks. This needs to be brought, uh, continue to be brought forward as an, a very important issue, not just here for Cumberland North uh, in or even our region. Uh, the fact is the Shignecto Isthmus is part of the Atlantic Gateway. It's an integral part of the National Trade Corridor for our, our entire country and its protection is, uh, is critical, critical. A few other comments that I'll make today is just uh, globally, I just want to acknowledge that there's a lot of stress and anxiety right now as people are watching the war in Ukraine. And it is very disheartening to, to see the continued devastation of the cities and the buildings and the death of, of many civilians in Ukraine. Uh, we, we don't know when, when or where this is going to end. And I realize this is causing a lot of anxiety for a lot of people here. And we do all need to find a way to, to deal with this anxiety and find ways to help and, and serve people that are hurting. And I know there's many fundraisers happening around the world and here locally. Many people have stepped up to help. Um, you may have seen I am selling, doing a small fundraiser but have some flags that people can, poster flags of the Ukraine flag that people can put in their windows of their house or other areas, as well as small stickers of the Ukraine flag that have the slogan, Glory to Ukraine, which is Slava Ukraini. And people can purchase those for five or $10 and all of the profits will be going towards uh, Rotary International to help Ukrainian refugees. My husband and I have also made a donation to Hope International, which is an organization 
that has set up refugee camp in Moldova, which is just southwest of Ukraine. And they have basically purchased um, the use of a hotel to set up a refugee camp and providing both food and shelter as well as psychological counseling for the the victims, the people that have fled their country. So there is a lot that we can do. I've been contacted by people here in Cumberland North asking if they, you know, letting me know that they're willing to open up their homes for Ukraine refugees if and when they come. So certainly if you're interested, you can let me know as well. And I'm keeping a list and when and if that happens, I will share your names with those that are organizing organizing things for the refugees. So it is uh, very challenging to watch the devastation and prayerfully it will end soon and in peace. Uh, from a North American standpoint, politically, we're looking at a strike from Canadian Pacific that will cause disruption in supply chains, which is not what we need right now, two years into a pandemic. But that is a reality that hopefully the strike will not, not last long and many people are calling on the federal government to intervene. So we'll see where that goes. From an Atlantic Canada perspective, politically, our Atlantic Premier's Council, uh, the four Atlantic Premier's are meeting today. I must say it's very encouraging to see our four Atlantic Premier's working together for the betterment of our region. And you've heard me say in the past, and I will continue to talk about the need for more regional cooperation in all areas, including health care. More to come on that in the future. Provincially, we see the Nova Scotia provincial public health restrictions all lifted today, with the exception of masks in school for students and staff. Dr. Robert Strang, our Medical Officer of Health, and the Premier, uh, Premier Houston announced on Friday that they will continue the requirement of masks in school. But other than that, all other public health restrictions have been lifted today on Monday, March 21st. Now, as we're watching, the COVID virus around the world, we are seeing an increase in, in COVID cases in some countries such as China and Hong Kong, and we do still need to be cautious so, and respect one another's um, way of dealing with the potential for COVID-19 infection and infection control. So those people that continue to choose to wear a mask in public, um, certainly I encourage everyone to respect um, one another's wishes. Locally, there is a lot of COVID virus right now here in our communities. I personally know of many people, um, especially in the healthcare community. Um, I've had a lot of people contacting me asking for advice and looking, you know, where can they get advice on infection. So just be cautious. Know that there is a lot of COVID in our communities right now. And while many people that get COVID-19 virus only have mild symptoms, others can get very sick, especially those who are already immunocompromised due to other illnesses. So let's do everything we can to protect ourselves, uh, not only ourselves, but others who um, need protection in our community. And on that note, I wanna say hats off to the personal care and beauty industry here locally. One of our own, Cindy LeBlanc, who's a hairstylist, very talented hairstylist here in our community, has been in hospital that is known publicly and shared on social media. And she's been unable to work due to illness. And her friends in the beauty industry, her fellow professionals have come together 
through an online auction to support her financially. The reason that I'm highlighting this today in my update is because of their heart and soul behind their efforts. It's women and men that work in the personal care and beauty industry that have been some of the hardest hit over the last two years during the pandemic, being forced to close, and even when they were open, often um, had to have a reduction in services due to mask mandates and other issues. And they've often been the least helped by through government initiatives. In fact, they were completely left out of the last round of financial help here through the Nova Scotia government a few months ago when there was um, relief provided. So despite this, despite the challenges that they have all faced over the last two years, they ste have stepped up without hesitation to help a fellow worker in need. And I just want to say thank you. You're very, uh, those working in the beauty industry here in Amherst especially and surrounding areas really inspire me and others the way that you've come forward to help your fellow your fellow professional in need. I would like to extend birthday greetings and happy anniversary greetings to anyone who happens to be celebrating this week here in our area. I would also like to extend my sympathies to anyone who has lost a loved one recently, including the family and friends of Glenn Mason Manthorne, Harvey Dale Haynes, as well as Shirley Edith Ferdinand from the Pugwash area. Please accept my condolences and anyone else who has lost a loved one at this time, I am sending my condolences to you as well. Thank you to Mr. Ron Bickle and CFTA 107.9 for providing me with this opportunity to share with you my weekly constituency MLA update for Cumberland North. Take care of yourselves, take care of others, and have a great week.